The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba, presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now, 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the show. It is the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550 FM 1071 KTSA. My name is Martin Bamba, and I am certainly uh, glad to be with you this morning to help with your home improvement questions. Uh, if, you, uh, if you'd like to get a phone line, the number is 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation, 210-599-5555. would love to talk to you. Uh, uh, later on this hour, we've got uh, Mike Hermes, uh, one of the one of the top realtors in San Antonio, is going to be joining us on the show this morning at uh, about fifteen after, and we're going to be talking real estate and uh, what what the state of real estate is in our state. That's a lot of state. The state of real estate in our state. That's that, that that's a lot of state. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, you know what what uh, how what what you know building trends are right now, what the uh, what the real estate economy looks like right now in uh, in Texas and in San Antonio in particular and the in South Texas region. Uh, so really happy to have my friend Mike Hermes on today uh, after the first break and uh, looking forward to that. So if you have real estate questions, be a good time to uh, to certainly give a call in and, and talk about that if you're thinking about buying or selling uh if you just have questions about refinancing you know what what that looks like right now with interest rates in flux good good topic today and and really happy that mike has agreed to come in and chat with me a little bit about that today want to give you an update on uh jim uh he asked me to give you an update and um he is uh is going to be out indefinitely um, we don't know, uh, you know, how long he's going to be out or, you know, what, uh, you know, what the future is going to hold as far as, uh, you know, his, his, um, uh, presence here on the show, but he has got a, a pretty major surgery coming up this week. And, um, we, uh, we certainly would appreciate, uh, I know Jim and his family and, and I would appreciate you keeping him in your prayers. He's, um, uh, and again, anything that I'm sharing about Jim and 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 his uh, medical journey is with his permission or his request. So I'm um, not talking out of school. Um, he is having a a pretty major surgery this Wednesday, and and uh, your prayers, uh, good thoughts, you know, whatever it is that you do um, to send some good positive uh, reinforcement his way is much appreciated. He um, he is just and he asked me to you know to let you know exactly what's going on. He has uh, several areas in his brain that uh, are potential aneurysm spots, uh, potential uh, blood bursts, and and uh, it's what caused his stroke the last time. Um, there are some that the doctors feel, if not addressed, are imminent um, in in. Uh, deteriorating and causing some damage and so the last thing that they want is that obviously and uh, so that's why the surgery was imperative and is imperative they're going to go in and repair that um, and uh, it's going to be an extensive long surgery uh, it's going to take place on Wednesday morning and uh, and hopefully after that uh, he comes out does some rehab and gets recovered and you know 
hopefully good as new. Um, that's that's the uh, the sincere desire and hope uh, of of the doctors and us. So that's what's going on with Jim. And uh, again, uh, keeping him in your prayers is much appreciated. Uh, really and truly, uh, can't. Uh, and and I'm 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 expressing this on behalf of Jim. He can't express uh, enough of how uh, humbled and grateful he is to have uh, the listeners in his corner and, and praying for him and, and pulling for him. Uh, it means an awful lot to him. And if you've ever been through any kind of you know major medical um, trauma or, or situation, you know that uh, that your your mental health and your state of mind and knowing that you have people in your corner means a lot. Uh, and it really can help keep your spirits up, keep you keep you positive, and, and that positive attitude is what what will help pull uh, pull you through. So, uh, really and truly, uh, from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of Jim's heart, thank you for all of the great things that uh, that, that you do when you're praying for him and, and keeping him in uh, in your thoughts. Um, we are going to talk today, as time permits, depending on how long we go with Mike. We might go the whole show with Mike. I don't know. When we get to talking, sometimes it just keeps going don't know uh but uh if if we don't and uh we we get to move into something else we will uh we'll be talking about some spring home improvement projects uh for you to put on your list and maybe some ideas that you didn't think of to uh to do during this springtime what a man what a beautiful week it's been i got to talk about that i've been outside working debbie and i were putting some uh raised garden beds in this past week uh, I got out there and assembled the beds, and then Debbie helped me fill them all with with dirt uh, and and uh, some really good organic uh, potting soil, and it just felt so good to be out there working in 80 degree weather, and it was nice and crisp that particular day. It wasn't particularly humid, so it was a really nice day to be outside doing some physical labor and, and working a little bit. Now, my 55 year old body um, let me know about it uh, a day and a half later. Um, it, it was a little little achy getting out of bed, but <laughs> but other than that, it was great, and it felt good to get out there and physically do something. So uh, we have got some great weather. Uh, it, it's it, it doesn't look like it's letting up. We're not going to have any really really cold stuff coming in. I did notice that uh, we have uh, mesquite trees that are putting on uh, putting on their leaves, and um, you know I grew up on a ranch, and and my dad taught me a lot of stuff about. Uh, the you know the farmer's almanac and and uh, things to look for in the changes of the seasons and one of those things was when you see the mesquites putting on green leaves uh, chances are good there will not be another hard freeze in the season so in fact I don't know if I've ever seen a time in my life where I've seen the mesquites completely put on leaves and then we had a freeze afterwards and I'm pleased to say that even up in the hill country the mesquites are in full bloom so uh, looking really, really good. Um, so if you want to get that garden going, if you want to get some stuff going on outside, great time to do that. Uh, let's see if we can get to a call here before we uh, before we take the break and before we get to Mike Hermes. Uh, Clint is hanging on. Good morning, Clint. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, Fantastic. Those, those mesquite leaves first coming up, that's uh, such an amazing green I've ever seen. Isn't it beautiful? Gosh, it's beautiful. Definitely. Well, I want to get your opinion on uh, hybrid water heaters. One, what do you think about them? And two, I've seen people, they'll do a little bit of hacks where they uh, add a duct work to the exhaust to direct the cool air where uh, they want it to go, and some even kind of 
put an intake stack to help get the warmer air from the attic. What's your thoughts on that? You know, there are all ways to, you know, to maximize natural resources and minimize uh, electrical consumption or, or gas consumption, and, and, and I'm all for that. Um, as far as what the, what, what the actual results are and what the actual benefits are as far as return on investment, that I can't answer because I don't know that there's really any true empirical evidence of that. Um, I, I, I do know that it's, it's becoming more and more popular, and uh, and I certainly uh, would not tell you not to do it. I think that that, that it's probably a, a pretty good idea. Between that and and your on-demand tankless water systems, they really are uh, kind of taking over the industry, and and that's the direction that we're moving in. I believe uh, as a whole. Uh, tell you a complete sidebar from that, uh, but you know, talking about saving energy and and the changes that are you know coming about in our in in our world. Funny, funny thing. Uh, went in and and talked to a friend of mine over at uh, at Mercedes of Bernie this past week, and we were talking about uh, all of the different models of Mercedes that are being phased out uh, of existence. They're not they're not going to be made anymore. And Mercedes Benz by 2035 will be 100 percent electric. 100 percent. Right now, they have some of the most souped up AMGs that you've seen that are already hybrids. And have no have no starters. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's crazy. They don't have a belt in them. There's no fan belt. They're all direct drive, uh, and and this is already happening. So, uh, is it surprising that that people are doing this and and that hybrid uh, water heaters are in existence and and becoming more and more popular? Nah, it's it's not surprising. It's going to continue happening. They do. I was, I was thinking some of that more uh, hotter air up in the attic would increase its efficiency than trying to pull the warm or cooler air that's just in the garage. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I would certainly think that that it would, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, help speed it up and help make it a little more efficient. Um, I, I don't have that myself. I haven't done that, but it is uh, an interesting thought and an interesting idea, and you know, and. and Hypothetically, it, it it makes sense. It it it, uh, it it makes sense that that would be a more efficient way, you know, to get that water heated. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me do some research on it, and we'll talk about it again in the future. How about that, Clint? Sounds like a plan. Well, I appreciate your time. All right, brother. Thanks for calling this morning. Appreciate you getting things kicked off for us. Hey, listen, man. We got to get to the to the phone calls. We got Bill hanging on the line. Let's get to you, Bill. Good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we decided to put our house on the market uh, first of the year. Um, I think we have a pretty good agent. We're up in the Canyon Lake area. Okay. And we've had just zero interest. So um, everybody's saying it's just the market. What are y'all seeing? You know, for the, the short-term market up in the you know, New Braunfels Canyon Lake area. Yeah, you know, I, uh, Mike was supposed to be calling in this morning. I haven't got Mike Hermes on the line yet, uh, but oh, but okay, I'm hoping. Uh, but, but but that's okay. I've I've been kind of watching this myself, and one of the telltale signs of how the market's doing is is when you see homes, and I and I follow Zillow and Realtor.com pretty closely almost every day, and yeah, I do too, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, especially when you're selling a home, right? You're following that. You're checking out what's going on with other people, and and uh, you know what's going on, different trends, and 
the thing that I've noticed over the last four or five months that you didn't see the previous year and a half to two years is price drops happening faster. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, the house that you saw on online last year for, let's say, $1.2 million, and it was gone in 24 hours, well, now that $1.2 million house is dropping down to $1.1 in about a week, and then in about three weeks it's dropping down to one, and, and you see that happening more and more now. So that's telling me what's happening with the market a little bit. Um, you know, what they say in real estate is if your house isn't moving, it's priced too high, right? That's what, that's what they always say. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and the way that I look at it is, is how, how high is your pain threshold? Do you need to sell the house? Can you sit on it for a little while? Wait for it to rebound? Well, if we, if we could have gotten our act together, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but we just couldn't pull the trigger until now. Of course, you know, the, 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 the boom market's gone, which is, which is fine. But uh, well, we have a good realtor. He's a retired appraiser. He says numbers right on. Everybody's having a slow time. I think it's a lot of the national news right now. has got people just terrified to make any kind of decisions. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll just see. We're not in any hurry. But uh, um, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, and, and you, you've got one of the most important components in place. You've got a good agent um, and, a, and an agent that's going to be honest with you. And if your agent is telling you that the price is right, um, listen to them, you know, and, and yeah, you know, what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. write it out a little yeah. bit. Um, I've got a piece of property okay. that, that, that's a commercial property down in Divine that I've got on the market right now, and I've got a price on it that, that is a fair price. Uh, it, yeah. It's not moving the way I want it to move, but I'm also not going to drop the price and sell it for less than what it's really worth. And yep. you know, and sometimes you sometimes you need to pull that trigger a little faster than you want to, but sometimes you've got the luxury of sitting on it a little bit. And if you do, hang hang out for a little bit and and see what shakes out. And we're and we're seeing lakefront, you know, uh, homes going pretty quick. We're just we're just off the lake, so we're considered. Uh, you know, off off lake, but we're 30 seconds from a, a private park that we can live in a gated community. So, uh, and I'm also seeing days on market, you know, that are looking, you know, you know 90, 90 to 100 days. They're getting longer. And, uh, so they're getting longer. They are, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, all right, well, uh, thanks for your uh, good, good chat and uh, listen to the rest of your show. Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Good morning and uh, welcome to Mike Hermes. Mike, how you doing, brother? Outstanding. How about yourself? Man, I I am so good this morning. It is a beautiful day. Uh, love talking to the folks and helping helping out with some things and answering questions and um, yeah, man. How's how's life in in the Hermes house? Amazing, amazing. You know, our granddaughter just keeps on growing every day, and life is good. And you know, I like you're saying. I love doing our show. I love helping people. And it's just something that uh, we get to give back every single week. Well, and and for those who who maybe you know go do something else after you know lunch and and don't know about your show, tell everybody what what you and your daughter do each week and what the show's about. Well, it's called the What's It Worth Show because uh, I'm doing it almost thirty six, thirty seven years now. Wow! And it's on Saturdays on KTSa from three to four. And when I started, 
it was about giving values when nobody had any way of getting values. Now it's about answering questions and getting values when there's so much misinformation out there. <laughs> Unmuddying the water, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go to four different websites, and they have their algorithms and everything, and you could be off by over $100,000 or have values differing in over $100,000. Because, number one, San Antonio's not like all the other markets, especially the major cities, where you can look at one home in one area, and you could tell what it's worth. San Antonio, you have areas like Monta Vista that have eight different neighborhoods in eight different blocks that had eight different builders that had eight different sizes of lots and houses and quality of houses. I mean, and that's all throughout San Antonio. You can go block to block and have completely different numbers, not to mention none of these have any idea what people have done to their homes. You, you know, I, I could say that about so many uh, of our suburbs, too. We're in New Braunfels this morning, and we were commenting when we were pulling into the neighborhood how you've got these houses that people have put a lot of time and effort and money into and really, really renovated that look beautiful. And right next to it, you'll have another house that doesn't look like anybody's touched it in the last 55, 60 years. And vast Absolutely. differences in value. You know, you might have one house that's sitting here that's, let's say, it's worth $700,000, and the house next door might be worth $300,000. It's, it's just land value. Well, yeah. land, va land value, but also also quality of, of the home and what's been done to it, the improvements that have been done to it. You're in a great neighborhood. You're in a great location. But you've got some people that have put lots of money into fixing up their homes, and then you've got some other people sitting right next door to them that have done nothing. And, and, and that affects you know, the, the price and the market. But you, I don't know if you were listening a little bit earlier, Mike, whenever uh, uh, I was talking to a caller who called in from Canyon Lake, and he was asking about, you know, what what do you foresee as, you know, the, the short-term future, the long-term future of real estate in our area, and in particular in the Canyon Lake and, and Hill Country area? He's got a house that's on the market, uh, it's now been on the market, I think he said, for about 35, 40 days, maybe longer. Um, he's seeing more and more houses that are on the market for a longer period of time. And he said there's just been zero interest, yet his agent is saying, that, yeah, look, the price is right. He's a former appraiser. Uh, and he says the price is right. You just It's just the market right now. What do you see? Well, I'll be honest. Uh, it had been very slow for quite some time. And in the last two weeks, we've had more activity than the last three months combined. Why do you think uh, that is? Uh, it is March. There are traditionally more buyers that come out. And I think people are starting to realize that it is a much better time to buy a house now than it has been in any of the last three years. The last three years, people were overbidding. There, there was nothing on the market, and they got a great interest rate. Yep. But they might have been bidding 25% above what the market is. Now, not only can you make an offer, but you can ask for closing costs. 
A lot of sellers are offering to pay for a 2-1 buy-down. I'm seeing that everywhere. Really? Where if the interest rate is 7% today, the first year will be 5%, the second year will be 6%, and then it becomes 7%. And everybody I'm talking to around the, in, the, in the financial markets think the interest rates are going to come back to the 4% range around the presidential election. Wow, that that is actually really good news. But I see the point that you're making. You're 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 saying that last year, year before last, you're buying a house, you're getting an exceptional interest rate. Yes, that's true, but you're also paying up to twenty five percent. Sometimes I've seen even more than that over what right. true market value was for that property. So are you really getting that good of a deal? And conversely, if you're paying a whole lot less but you're having to pay a 7% interest, are you really paying that much more? And, and the or, answer is probably not. Right, but think of this, too. You buy it at 7%, you get a great deal, and then in six months to a year, you refinance. You're not refinance married a four. to a price. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, yeah. Married, you're not married to a price. You're mar- you, you, where before you're married to a rate, and you pay an exorbitant amount, now... You're in a perfect position to get a lower price and then be able to refinance the rate when the market corrects. Yeah, and and what a great piece of advice that is. Uh, Let's go uh, back to Mike Hermes. Mike, uh, thanks for hanging around for a little bit. You want to take some calls while we're at it? Sounds great. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I have a question on uh, foam insulation. I'm trying to find uh, info on someone who would do a injection foam on an existing wall. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't have a, a company that I would recommend right off the top of my head, but I do know just from traveling around and seeing different, you know, trucks out there. There's several different companies that offer foam uh, injection insulation. Uh, that can do that type of work for you. My best advice is just Google foam insulation San Antonio, and then you know look at reviews and and you know see what uh, what kind of track record they have. That's uh, I've I've done that, and I'm having a hard time trying to find someone who actually who can do that. Do do me a favor and you know Google uh, foam insulation Bernie because I know that there's a company up in Bernie that does that. And uh, and I've seen their trucks and I've seen their billboards, but I can't for the life of me remember the name of the company right now. But but give that a give that a shot, and you might find might find that company. Thank you so much. Appreciate your help. Sure thing, Joe. Appreciate you calling this morning. Okay, back to the uh, to the real estate conversation. Uh, you know, in, when we talk about real estate, you and me, Mike, we we always talk in terms of is it a buyer's market, is it a seller's market? You know, we yeah, we want to know what the what the prices are doing and what the interest rates are, but but is this a, a great time to buy? Is this a great time to sell? What what are you seeing? What are you thinking? In my opinion, when you have a buyer's market, it is do the, whatever the opposite people are doing. Okay, so there you go. The buyer's market. That's the time to buy. And people have a tendency to buy when it's a seller's market. You know, it's kind of like the stock market. Sell when it goes down and you take losses. If you hold on, it always comes back. Don't panic. Don't, you know, and don't do what everybody else is doing. Oh, I got a great rate. Well, you paid 25% more than it was worth. (laughs) 
you know, yeah. don't that, follow that the doesn't sheep. make so much sense, right, Mike? Right. But people don't <laughs> think that way. They get they work with emotion, they get excited. Oh, you know, I got a two point seven five rate. Okay, well, if you bought it three years ago, fantastic. If you bought it last year, you're in trouble right now. But just hold on and it's always gonna come back. It's gonna go up and up and up. Well, and it's funny, you know, when you're when you're buying or you're selling, you sometimes you get this mindset that it's always going to be this way. You know, it's oh man, I it, this is I got to do this because it's always going to be this way. It's going to get worse. And a year and a half, two years ago, when we saw prices and and values of homes going up and up and up, I was sitting back and watching the value on my home, and I'm going. Man, I might need to sell my house. It might be a smart thinking. I might need to. I might need to sell my house, and and you know, and looking back, it, it would have been profitable. It would have been great. But the other thing that you had to think about at that time is, if I sell my house, where am I going to live? And you know, and I got to have another place to live, and I'm going to be doing the same thing there, except I might be paying more. <laughs> for something there than I should be, like these people that are buying my house are paying more than they should be, probably. My buddy Mike Hermes is hanging out with me and uh, talking a little real estate this morning. Appreciate that very much, bud. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't have to ask, uh, you know, real estate business kind of goes up, kind of goes down, but it's always pretty good, uh, especially in our in our region. How is, how is San Antonio... Uh, and South Texas stacking up with the rest of the nation as far as uh, you know, drop in house prices. I, prices. I know that there are some places that are really suffering right now with just plummeting home values. Yeah, what a great question. Every San Antonio, Austin, Houston, and Dallas are are four of the top ten markets in the United States in real estate. Still, you know, even with the higher interest rates, so. Is as bleak as it may seem, like the gentleman from uh, Canyon Lake called earlier, it's still doing very well, especially compared to the rest of the nation. Yeah, I, I know that I've you know heard about other markets, kind of well, kind of like the like the artificial and overinflation to markets like Phoenix. Um, Las Vegas and uh, L.A. and and other markets like that have experienced over the over the last few years. They they also are the ones that are going to experience the the drop in like a rock syndrome. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, especially like yeah, L.A., New York, Chicago, the bigger cities. They had this huge uptick, and they're getting hammered now. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, Would you but, rather yeah. buy a house at twenty five percent over or ten or fifteen percent below? I like the ten or fifteen percent below. That's just me. <laughs> me too. But that's why people have to understand this is an advantage. And it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to invest. I, I couldn't agree more and uh and, and in fact, you know, Debbie and I have been talking about that and 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 looking at our our you know our next real estate move and you know me man I you, you know I'm I'm a real estate believer and um, you always got that itch too and, and always always and you know and 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 we've got a a place that we invested in over in New Braunfels about three years ago and 
we're considering, you know, putting it on the market. And then I think, hey, I don't know if I really want to do that. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I love the, time. I don't think it is. I don't think it is the time. I think it's, it's, it's time to hang out and, and sit on a little bit. Now, if we would have sold it uh, a year and a half ago, Woo! That would have been a nice you little know, not uh, even windfall. A year and a half ago, it feels you, like that, doesn't it? It, it does, but you're right. It hasn't hasn't been that long, has it? Do, do you know when the interest rates went from four to eight percent in less than a month? Was that what about four months ago? Last May. Wow! Wow! So year. so it, it it hasn't hasn't even been a year, and you're right. It does feel like it was longer than that. Yes, it feels like a lifetime ago. And the other thing is, three weeks ago, interest rates got all the way down to 5%. And then we had crazy inflation numbers, and the bond market went nuts, and we went up to seven and seven eighths by the end of the week. Right now, we're at about six and a half, six and three quarters. And it's not, you know, again, historically, those are still great numbers. Think about when your parents, you know, were getting loans in the 80s. Oh, that's the thing that, that the younger people especially don't understand and don't realize, is that this is not the first time this has ever happened, nor is it the worst that it's ever happened. Uh, in, in the early 80s, late 70s, am, am I wrong? Am I, am I remembering wrong? But w- weren't uh, interest rates on home loans up in the teens? Up in the teens. When my dad built a house, when I was a freshman in college, 1982, the prime rate was 22%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he got an 18% adjustable rate and was thrilled. <laughs> an 18% adjustable rate. You talk about something that yeah. make you scared. That'll... <laughs> wow. And you talk about a tough market, but that was the Jimmy Carter end of his That's presidency, right. beginning of Reagan. Yep, that's right. And we had massive inflation. And I remember arguing with my grandmother. She thought it was the greatest thing in the world because she was getting 16% on her CDs. I said, Grandma, you're losing 6% of your money every year when it's at 22%. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's it's all relative, isn't it? Uh, It is all relative. And right now... Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. please. Uh, I've got we've got a caller on. I just thought we'd gr- grab Please. the caller real quick and see if see if we got a real estate question here. Jan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. We have just had, we've just had to our house is a two thousand and one, and we've just had to have foundation issues dealt with. How long should we leave it before we get the inside painted and repaired? That is a really good question. Um, fantastic question. So before before you do any patching, repairing, painting on the inside of the house, I would give it a good four to six months of settling out. Six months is everything I've ever been told because it, yeah. will, settle, it will continue settling for six months. Yeah, yeah. six months is a, is a, is a good rule of thumb. Uh, definitely not less than four, but six would be preferable. Wonderful, wonderful. And also, we have, uh, um, we're in New Braunfels, and uh, we have quite a large garden, and we're thinking about putting a tiny house in the garden for my daughter to live in. Oh. Uh, any thoughts on that? 
you know, if if uh, code allows it, uh, if you're if you're yeah. zone if you're zoned for that, and you can do it, I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, are you thinking about uh, like a tiny house, or what are you thinking? Tiny, yeah. She's a minimalist, and it's just her, no children, a cat. Well, that so, sounds uh, like a lovely thing for you to do for your daughter, number one, and uh, and and uh, you'll have her close. That'll be nice, and and I love, you know, I'm. I like big houses. I love big houses, but more and more I'm getting to where I'm embracing the smaller minimalist type life as well and and I think tiny houses are awesome. Okay, and now is there a, a good way to do that? Have it built or buy one that's already built and have it have it put in or You know, I I would I would site build it if you can, if you have a good uh, a good builder that you trust um i would site build it i would put it on a concrete foundation if you can and uh and i would certainly you know build it on site if if not there are certainly places that that do them as modulars much like a manufactured home and they can bring them in and set them up not a bad way to do it either and and you know and it also might uh be dependent upon your budget you know how much do you want to spend and where do you want to go yeah michael can i I jump in yeah absolutely ma'am what is your budget I have no clue. I have no clue how much they are. I mean, I've seen a few, but I've no clue. But I'm thinking if it had to be moved, I guess the, the thing would be if you have it built on site on a slab, which I think it would be a selling feature because if Granny needs, you know, if we sell. Absolutely. Someone's looking, you don't see many of them. And I think if Granny needs to come and live with someone, you know, there you are. You're set. Um, there is a place that I saw beautiful tiny homes. And they do anything from sheds to complete tiny homes with stucco siding, foam insulation like the caller before, um, and they're very reasonable. It's out in Pipe Creek, and it's next, and I can't think of the name of the place, but it's right next to, um, oh, God, the uh, antique place that has oh, the cakes. Oh, it's right right, yeah, right next to the bistro and the, and the antique place there. Yes. Yes. I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. That place has okay. amazing things. Okay, you, well, well, we'll we'll go to Pipe Creek and have a talk to them, and also talk to uh, a builder that I uh, I've got faith in, and um, we'll see which way to go with this. And I thank you for your encouragement. Well, Jan, th- th- you know, kudos for what you're doing for your daughter, and uh, and good luck on that. Let us know how it turns out, okay? Yeah, well, she's thinking down the road. You know, when we're pop- when we've popped off. We're old. <laughs> she could, she could live in the little place and maybe rent out the house, you know. And then she has an income coming in as well. That's a great idea. That you could, you could put a fence between, you know, and, and keep it sort of separate. So that's our thoughts. So, are we wise? <laughs> I, I believe you are. I believe you are. And you're in New Braunfels, and at the growth rate and what's going on in this town right now. And I'm in New Braunfels right now too, incidentally. Uh, it, it, it is, uh, it, it's definitely a good investment. Yeah. Okie dokie, but thank you so much. Well, Jan, thanks for calling. Appreciate you very much. Uh, you know, going into the last caller, you, you, you had a point you were going to make. Do you remember what that was? Absolutely. You know, no matter what prices have done, have you noticed rents have done nothing but go up? You know, that's true. I haven't seen them come down at all. Not at all, and there's still a huge demand for rental properties, and they're going to continue to rise. And 
It, it is an incredible time to invest. If you're going to rent a property, hold on to it. And the other thought I had, you remember we had the lady who called in and asked how long before she should change her, um, uh, fix her, her foundation repairs? Yes. The biggest scam that I have seen when it was a super hot market was flippers doing it immediately. They buy it, and six months later, they have cracks everywhere in the house. Oh, man, that, that is such a nightmare, too, and, and good luck going back and getting them to fix it. Absolutely, because they're all corporate, most of them. Yep. And I'm not saying all of them. I've just seen some of them do that, and then there's this tiny little corporation and that old uh, saying, you can't get blood out of a turnip. Yep, and that's the truth. Uh, so, you know, renter beware on that. That's good advice. Uh, actually, oh, no, buyer, buyer beware. I'm sorry, yeah, buyer, exactly. yeah, buyer beware. If you're buying from a from, <laughs> and and do you know, whenever you're speaking of that subject, when when you're buying a house, do you know when you're buying from a flipper like that, or is there any way to find out? Yeah, you absolutely should know. Number one, it will it will show in public records when they bought the house. Number two, you should be able to tell, uh, looking around the outside of the house, if they've done foundation work. And your inspector definitely should know. You're correct. Correct. And, and you know, and again, not to cast aspersions on any particular companies, there, there are good individuals out there doing flipping work that do it the right way that want to turn a quality product, uh, do put the right effort into it and, and do it the right way. But then there are some that they put in the cheapest stuff they can as quickly as they can, and, and that's how they make the money. You know, I mean, uh, years ago, you and I did a flip together. And and yes. I think that I think the reason that we didn't do more flips together is because we both have the same problem. We want to put into the house what we think is quality and what's good and, and, and as if we were living in the house, and that's not how you make money flipping. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how you make money flipping. That's exactly correct, and <laughs> we like sleeping at night. Exactly, exactly. So Debbie, you know, for years, has said, "Martin, I'd, I'd love to flip some houses," and I said, "Honey, I would too, but we'll never make any money at it <laughs> because right. it's hard. It's hard for me to not, you know, put the touches on it and put the quality into it that I would want if I were living in it." And but we uh, had the pride of knowing it was a beautiful home. We sure did, and and we and listen, we didn't lose money on it. No, nobody lost no. any money. It's just we didn't make make the money that we could have made had we been doing it like most flippers do. But I'm kind of glad we didn't. I was real proud of that house. Um, we got a caller, got a caller on the line uh, that uh, we're going to get in here. Fred, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I got a question. I bought a house uh, 13, 14 months ago. Uh, new, and I keep having the same issue in the master bath. Uh, I got the four corners are cracking. Well, you know, I keep calling the builder back, and they come in and, and they just smear some uh, caulking on it, if you will. And then, so the third time I called them and I told them, I said, "Listen, I think we have a problem there that y'all need to address." Well, I had the guy that came out. He said, "Well, the caulk that we use, which is industry standard." Is a silicone uh, grout combined base, the way he put it. And he says, you're supposed to recalk every three to four months. And, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been building 
Yeah, exactly what I told him. And, and you know, I, I built my own house a long time ago, so I, I kind of know the process, right? So the last time he came out two days ago, and I told him, guys, you know, now I guess you can say the warranty's up. Um, but I told him, I says, I need somebody here not to come caulk it, but to come tell me how come this thing keeps cracking. Well, he comes in, looks at it, and he goes, well, you're not going to like to hear my answer. But he goes, my answer is that your house is still settling. And I heard that uh, y'all just talked to the lady about, you know, I think some slab work done. And y'all said, you know, wait six months before, you know, fixing cracks or whatever. But this house has been built, I'm going to guess, somewhere close to two years now. And he says it's settling. Now, if your house if like, your house is still settling two years later, you need to have the foundation checked out. Okay. Uh, now, the, the, the don't settle. They're supposed to be engineered. Y- yes, correct. Right. I understand what that means. And it, it is the, uh, uh, it's not the regular one. I, what's that new, uh, the cable system? Oh, yeah, the, float, the floating, uh, cable tension floating slab. Tension, that's it. Yes, sir. And I, I know it's a tension. Now, the, the funny thing is, nowhere along, anywhere else in the house, is there any cracks or problem? It's a, you know, a two-story home, five, uh, four baths, but it's just this one area. Well, that's when I, you know, the guy, sadly, I know he just, he, he's told what to say, and but he just, he sat there and said, yeah, you're not like my answer, but the house is still settling. And I questioned him very hard on that. I said, how long does this house settle? Naturally, he couldn't give me an answer on that. Right. So, uh, uh, and that's why I'm calling y'all. Uh, and you know, and, and I know what you were saying about the, um, you know, the slab, but I, there's no cracks in walls or, or anywhere else in the house. So, hmm. you know, and, and that it's Martin, a- it sounds, it sounds like it's a shower pan. And where is this happening at? Explain to me where it's happening again. Fred, I'm in Bulver- I'm in Bulverde, but no, no, no. I mean, where, what, what portion Master of the house are you seeing? Where in the house it's are you all, seeing these cracks? It's a two-story house. It's on the bottom floor, and he said because it's on the exterior wall, he even added that into the uh, equation of why it's happening. Okay, so it's the outside walls on the corner. You're seeing a crack. Correct. That's not normal. No, that's that's not that's something you need to get checked out. Um, and and Martin, it's yeah. Go ahead, Martin. Crack on the inside or is it on the outside? No, it's the outside. Outside. The exterior wall. Now, to uh, in in the beginning, all four corners were cracking, and they come here, and I call it putting lipstick on a pig, and that's what they did, you know, just to cover up the problem. But it, this is the fourth time it's happened, and I'm not letting him. Um, I'm not letting them do it. And one of my issues also is, is, you know, that water that gets in there from the little bit of the splash area, if you will, that, uh-huh. you know, is, is there any chance of there being mold behind that? Well, they don't want to hear that. You know, they're, they're avoiding all of that situation because, you know, um, obviously they don't want to deal with mold. But what I've seen right above the shower head, uh, which is about seven foot, I'm seeing little bitty black spots coming through the paint. And I even told the guy, I says, um, you're going to tell me that's not mold up there? You know, and I'm thinking from water getting in all these corners, you know, that's obviously going to, I would think, there would be mold that's going to be behind the, the drywall. 
Well, nobody likes nobody likes the the M word when it when it comes right. to mold. Uh, but right. uh, chances are good it's not mold. It's probably especially in this short of time it, it could be mil- just mildew. Um, okay. But what what I would do, Fred, is I would get an independent inspector out to look at the house, uh, a, a house inspector, to come out, uh-huh. look at the issues, and give you their opinion uh, upon their inspection, and then take that to the builder. And say, look, this is what an independent inspector found. This is what they think needs to be done. Are you going to help me with this? And and then go from there. Yeah, my my problem. No, and I had that done. Independent inspector is going to say, get an engineer. Yeah, yeah, they they likely will. They likely will say, you know, get an engineer to look at this and. Uh, you know, it could be something. Uh, it could be something relatively simple, uh, without inspecting it, without you know, without doing a thorough inspection of it by an inspector. It's hard for me to answer, you know, just over the phone. But that's my best advice: is get yourself a good inspector out there, have it checked out, and then if you have to, get an engineer, uh, you know, to give an assessment. Yeah, and, and you know, I did the engineer in the beginning of it, and of course this builder you know it, it's really it's what it is it's a track home which i didn't even realize my mistake but uh he said just because this is in, in, in the exact words just because an engineer says there's something there doesn't mean that we have to address it now this is from a big big builder which i'm not going to mention their name unless you want me to but i mean it's a, it's kind of like a joke around everybody out there almost every house out there has a problem you know and so but that's what they say. Just because an engineer or an inspector, I'm sorry, not an engineer, just because an inspector says this is what you need, that doesn't mean we have to do it. It depends no. on what our No, he's absolutely right. He, they don't have to do anything. But as right. a consumer and as, as a home buyer, I don't know what your warranty was on this home uh, when you bought it, but if you still have warranty on the home and they don't address the issue, that's a liability for them. And it's in their best interest to, to address the issue. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't like putting the cart before the horse. Get it inspected. Get it checked out by a professional. Get their opinion of it. And then take that information to the builder and see if you can get something worked out. Hopefully you can. Okay. And and it sounds yeah. like maybe you need to talk to somebody a little higher up than, than the guy that came out. Well, I've done that. I'm, I'm, I'm already on the third guy up. But, you know, okay. it's like, you know, they... They go, you know, I call it the pecking order. Start from the bottom and work your way up. I'm already at the third guy, and it's getting close to where I'm going to ask for that fourth guy because I know there's higher up and, in, 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 you know, as big as this company. They're out of Florida is where they're based at. But, okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, I appreciate your deal. You know, the, the, the settling part, you know, the, he says, yeah, you're not going to like this answer. And I said, you know I'm not going to like it, but go ahead and tell me anyway. And then he told me about the settling. So what yeah. does that? What, you know, and I don't want to take up a lot of y'all's time or any much more. But what does it settling mean? I mean, I've I've heard it, but I mean, is it actually? Well, in, in super it's in, in super droughty times, uh, you're 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 gonna have, especially in our in our soil, in most areas where we're at, you're gonna have some amount of of settling and movement because of drying and moisture and drying and moisture or long periods of drought, um, it, it's, it's almost unavoidable. There's a reason that there are so many foundation companies in our area because they're needed. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, the, that there was anything done improperly or wrong on the part of the builder, although in this case, 
I I can't answer that. I don't know. That could, could have been. Um, right. But that's what that's what settling is, and 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 settling after a foundation is repaired, not not after a foundation is poured and built, but after a foundation is repaired, that's just the peers um, that are they're having having time to to equal out and set and and finish any movement that they have once they've been put in, and there's always going to be some of that uh, in the months that follow a foundation repair. But we're not talking about a foundation repair with you. We're talking about a new construction. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, get that inspector right. out there and get it get it checked out and uh and good luck to you and let us know what you find out, okay? I'll do it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate you. Uh Mike, we got a bunch of callers. We're gonna take some more callers. You cool with that? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Carmela, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes. Good morning. I have a question. Uh the question is um my house is about Mm, 35 years old, it's brick, and um, I've had issues with one side of the house, um, on the front to the left in the corner, for years. But it seems like when it's real, real dry, the weather outside, it kind of, uh, the bricks starts cracking, breaking outside on one side and then the house the closets the doors won't close but then when the weather gets better and it rains a lot then it all comes back to normal especially inside the doors and the brick well i have it repair and they put new bricks and they put new mortar and that's it so as far as right now it's back to normal um, but I did have uh, an inspector come, the company, and um, they wanted, and it was pretty bad. Uh, they were charging me about 46000 to level that size. 40, okay. All right. And how? 46000 They wanted to level one, two, three corners, and they wanted me to pay to remove the air condition from the back side and then have it replaced back again. Uh, Forty-six thousand. I buy. I bought this house for seventy way back when. So yes, ma'am, and and unfortunately, there is no such thing as good, inexpensive foundation repair. Uh, without knowing the exact situation that you're in. I can't tell you if that's a good price or a bad price. It's certainly not the most outrageous price I've ever heard for uh, for foundation repair. Uh, do you have a pier and beam home? Ma'am, you there? Carmela? Hello? We lost Carmela. Okay. Like Mike, Mike, Mike you want to chime in on that? Go yeah, ahead, Mike. It sounds like she has a, a cement foundation, not a pier and beam. I, I would call another company, maybe like Baird. Baird is yeah. an outstanding, you know, um, foundation company. Agree. And get a price, get a second and third price. Yeah, Carmela. Carmela, if you're listening, uh, Mike's advice is good advice. Uh, always, always look at getting at least two to three bids, and then you can, can compare and see if they they seem fair. If you have one that's Fifty thousand dollars and one that's ten thousand dollars. I don't know if I'd go with the ten thousand dollar one, um, but but what you need to do is just make sure that you're getting a fair 
uh, estimate and a fair assessment. And Baird Foundation is a good place to start if you haven't had them out already. Um, you have to a, have a good quality company. There are a lot of little companies that throw some concrete in there, and Baird puts um, pilings in there. Yes. Not piling, not concrete. What are they called? Uh, steel well, pilings. Well, there's steel, steel, yeah, steel pilings is one way. There's all different kinds and different patented processes, but the, the most important thing to remember is get a company that's going to be there to stand behind their work that actually does warrant it, and if they do need to come back out, they're going to be there to come back out. It's great great to say I've got a lifetime warranty on whatever, but if the company's not there to service it in the future, it doesn't really matter. It's just words. Um, Baird's been around a long time, and there's several other good companies in San Antonio. But get three get three quotes and, and get them from reputable people, not guys that knocked on your door and said, hey, I'm I'd like to give you a foundation uh, quote. Don't don't do that. Okay, uh, let's go to well, yeah, let's go to Dennis. We'll get to Dennis before we go to break again. Dennis, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Martin. Hey, hey uh, good morning. So I got a question. Uh, when is a good time to call you at Window World? Uh, <laughs> calling me at Window World at that's a that's a, a, a touch and go time. Uh, I'm in and out a okay. lot. Um, if you will, if you will drop me an email, I'll be happy to call you though. Okay, I did drop an email, and that was about three weeks ago. If you did, I did not get it. Um, you you emailed uh, me. M Bomba at tx It's Window World TX. Yes, right. Send it again, and I guarantee you, if I get it, I'll give you a call today whenever I get off the air. Okay, I sure will. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate you calling this morning. Got time for one more caller before we get out of here. Mike Hermes has been gracious enough to hang out for the entire show. Really appreciate that, Mike. Uh, let's get Daniel on as our caboose. Good morning, Daniel. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. How you doing? Fantastic. How Hello. can we help you this morning? Uh, I, was, I just happened to be listening to a gentleman earlier about the track home or whatever was having all the problems. I bought yes. a house about 15 years ago, and I was having a lot of problems, but I don't know if he – I contacted the headquarters and presented my case to them, and all my problems got taken care of, and a staff change. Well, you know what? Sometimes it takes going to the top. It does. And uh, and if that's so what it's – I don't know if he thought about that, but uh, that was the only way I could get him resolved. I called directly to the headquarters. I faxed everything to him. Within a week, everything was taken care of. Well, and and he said that he's been moving up the chain of command, and he's he's on about the fourth up the ladder now. So I don't know how close he's getting to the top, but eventually I have an idea that's where it's going to end up if he doesn't if he doesn't get some yeah, satisfaction. Yeah, he's got to go to headquarters because if he's messing with the local people, he's going to keep getting the runaround. Yeah, you're but you're okay you're very yeah you're right about that, Daniel. That's that that is the way it happens sometimes. Okay. All right, Daniel. You guys have a good day. Hey, man, thanks for calling. Appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Hey, Mike, uh, before we get out of here, any finishing uh, thoughts on the real estate market? Any advice for our listeners that are out there thinking about buying or selling right now? Absolutely. I'm going to uh, reiterate what I said before. Do the opposite of what most people do. You know, everybody buys when it's a seller's market. Everybody sells when it's a buyer's market. Do the opposite. When it's a buyer's market, that's the time to buy, like right now. Again, you can have a 35 to 40% difference. You know, instead of paying 25% above, you could be 10 or 15% below right now. 
you know, be smart. And, and you know, the thing we did, we haven't even discussed is cash buyers. What a great time for a cash buyer. Absolutely. And and I know not everybody can do that. Oh, always, always. And I know not everybody can do that, and I understand that. But but even, like Mike said, even if you're not a cash buyer, think about purchasing now and then refinancing whenever the rates come down in a year or a half, two years. And, and, or six you know, months, even. Or, yeah, if we're lucky, yeah, in six months, maybe that, that happens, too. That would be nice as well. Um, but, you know, nobody's got a crystal ball. All we can do is speculate when that's going to happen. But you can't put your life on hold, you know, based on fear. And being wise is one thing, but being scared, you know, you know what they say, Mike, scared money doesn't win, right? And, that is uh, so true. And, and it's true in real estate. It's true in life. True, true in Vegas. <laughs> it's just true. Uh, Mike, tell, tell everybody again about the What's It Worth show. We're on today from 3 to 4, like we are on every Saturday. My daughter and I will answer all your real estate questions. And we have almost 50 years experience between us. Can you believe that? That's man, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's so it's so fun yeah. watching her grow up in the business, though. I love seeing that. Uh, my kids are in in our business, and it's it's nice to know that there's good uh, good hands taking it over uh, in the future. What a blessing! Yeah, and if anybody has any questions, they can always call me at 210-341-1400 or go to mikehermes.com and hit. Um, you know, uh, get in touch with us. Mike, God bless you, man. Thanks for being on the show this morning. You too and your family. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, hey, listen, if you want to grab me, uh, 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 grab me. No, please don't grab me. My, my wife frowns on that so badly. Um, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if you want to drop me a line, if you want to drop me a line, uh, please oh, do so. TMI. And, yeah, <laughs> Please do so at M Bomba. That's M B O M B A M Bomba at windowworldtx.com. Uh, be sure to stop by one of our Window World showrooms in San Antonio or Corpus Christi. Uh, love to help you out with any of your home improvement needs. Uh, and and again, uh, we started the show talking about this, and and uh, want to say one more time, your prayers are so appreciated for Jim uh, in in the health challenges he's going through right now. I know he appreciates it. His family appreciates it. I appreciate it. Uh, he's going in for a, a very major surgery on Wednesday, and your prayers and positive thoughts are so appreciated uh, by him and, and, and everybody surrounding him. Uh, coming up uh, next hour, after the top of the hour, Louis Sirianni and the KTSA Automotive Show is coming up. He's going to answer all of your automotive questions. Great show. If you haven't listened, stick around. Stay tuned. That's coming up. He is uh, absolutely one of the foremost experts when it comes to anything uh, having to do with your with your car. Uh, we're going to be back live again next week right here on the show. Take more of your phone calls, answer more of your home improvement questions, and have a lot more fun. Until next time, go out, practice a little peace, a little love, a little kindness, make the world a better place. We'll see you next time on the Home Improvement Show.